Welcome to AM Best Audio. At the start of 2022, U.S. life and annuity insurers were navigating calm waters with a vibrant equity market, low inflation, and low interest rates. What a difference a year makes. I'm Lori Chortis for AMBEST TV, and here to discuss AMBEST latest review and preview report on the life and annuity segment is Ed Kohlberg, a director at AMBEST. Ed, welcome. Thanks so Thank much you. for joining us. Of course. How has the Fed rates hikes impacted insurers, and is the frequency of the hikes a concern? Yeah, sure. Certainly, uh, the life and annuity industry is very much tied into uh, interest rate movements, uh, where they are and where, where they're going going forward. You know, so there are some immediate impacts, uh, some impacts that maybe aren't as direct that that lag a bit, and we'll see later on. Uh, but ultimately, right, this is what the industry has been waiting for—an in- increase in, in interest rates—and and, and here we are. It, it's it's here. Um, you know, some impacts we're seeing right now, right? Net, net investment income has been up for the industry. Um, you know, you're seeing that bump in, in coupon rates and, uh, and it, with new money being invested in, in bonds that have more favorable rates. But, you know, that will continue to, to move up and gravitate up, right, as, as those, those uh, you know, bonds or investments that have a uh, lower coupon mature and roll off and you can invest, you know, more new money, uh, that net investment income will, will continue to increase. Um, certainly, right, with, with rates going up, products have become more attractive to consumers as uh, they could get, um, you know, products with, with more rich, you know, more rich uh, crediting rates or, or guarantees that, that could be offered in this environment. Um, so you're going to see some, some sales bump um, happening from that. Um, you know, in, interest rates going up also creates some, uh, some alleviates some pressure that the industry has been feeling for a long time on, on legacy blocks of business. Uh, that were sold years ago with with more rich guarantees and, and interest rates at, at you know interest rate crediting rates at, at higher amounts. So relieving that pressure is is very good uh, for the industry right now and in dealing with uh, ERM programs, um, investment portfolios. Right, it, it, there might be a little sh- a slight shift in um, in strategy there in this uh, new environment. Um, you know, the industry might not have to reach for yield as much in, in um, other investment classes that might be less liquid, um, you know, or, or, or private type uh, investments. You know, now now they can get you know yields and rates that that they require to uh, back liabilities in in the corporate bond market. Um, so that, you know that that that's a benefit uh, both from from a balance sheet strength and ERM perspective. Um, you know what's interesting is rate transactions in M&A, uh, block reinsurance, or even you know acquisitions of, of legal entities. Right in this environment, you might see a little bit of a, a shift there. It was a very been a very active um, M&A um, environment when, when rates were low, and you know we, companies felt the pressure on those legacy blocks of businesses, so they would you know look for options to, to um, you know, to, 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 to reinsure them or, or, or sell them. Um, you know, maybe now uh, y- you could give those blocks a different look in this environment. And, you know, I, listen, I, I don't think transaction M&A is going to go away. It's still a very robust and strong market, uh, but, you know, it, it might be uh, slowed down a little bit for now. Now, as for the frequency, right? You asked for the, the, the frequency. Um, you know, I, th- I think a step up is better than a spike, and you, you've seen kind of a step up, um, and, and companies have been able to pre- prepare for that a bit. Um, you know, a spike is worse, right? Um, you might have a run on the banks type scenario, um, which we, we haven't seen occur 
uh, yet. But, you know, the challenge is always managing the unknowns, right, of, of where rate, rates go up or down. And that's why ERM is important. Uh, it remains a, you know, a key part of, uh, of our analysis and what we look at with companies and, and, and discuss with them is uh, make sure that have ERM programs that are prepared to handle the environment that just happened and any, you know, certain unknowns that, that occur as well. Are you seeing unrealized losses coming through in insurers' earnings? Yeah, so unrealized uh, loss position on the balance sheet has gone up significantly. Um, as of third quarter 2022, it was at uh, 20 billion, which is uh, you know the highest level I could remember in in, in recent years. It's uh, being caused by um, right, right bond value, uh, the, the value of the bonds decreasing on on the um, investments that you're holding that have a uh, you know a lower coupon. It's not worth as much now in, in the market, and also you know derivatives, right? Um, derivative hedge, um, you know, unrealized losses run through uh, that balance sheet line as well. Um, so will it grow? You know. Probably grow a bit more, uh, but I think the worst of it, and the pain, most of the pain, has occurred already. Um, you know, I, I don't think the Fed's plan is to raise rates much more. Although, you know, it, it, it you know certainly could go up more if you look at their plans for you know more the the medium to uh, longer term view is to you know bring rates back down. So it's all about right managing that unrealized loss position in that period uh, where, where you have that those losses on your on your books. Um, you know, right now it's 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 more non-economic um, unless you have to liquidate those bonds, and and that's why ALM is very important, right? Having well-matched liabilities against your your assets, um, so you don't have to, and you you know liquidate um, some of those uh, you know bonds in an unrealized loss position, and that's why persistency of of, of uh, blocks are important as well, and not having a run on the bank type scenario that would you know cause you to have to 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 realize some of those losses. Um, you know, but as far as flow through the income statement, we're, we're not seeing much of that now, right? Uh, not on a material basis, at least. So, you know, for now, it's 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 more non-economic. But the the impact uh, that we do have to watch and monitor and dealing with is the impact of capital, because that unrealized loss uh, position on a statutory basis does run through capital and surplus. Uh, so, uh, you know, watching the the year end uh, 2022 B cars and in RBCs is going to be important, not just where, where, where it ends at year end, but kind of what the expectation is going forward for those uh, for those balances. There was a sales spike in life and annuity products during the pandemic. With those conditions easing and the potential of a recession, do you expect to see a sales drop or perhaps a shifting? Yeah, no, of course. We've seen that happen a bit already, right? Uh, for third quarter, um, you know, 2022 versus third quarter 2021, we've already seen uh, new analyzed premium decrease 5%. Um, you know, but, but bear in mind for for the the uh, first nine months of 2022 versus uh, the first nine months of, of 2021, overall it's up 6%, right? So the majority of the, the, the positive sales were in the first half of the year, 2022, now the, the, the second half, right, uh, sales have declined a bit from when they were at, at, at record levels. Um, you know, the, the increase in sales that we did see in 2021 in the first half of 2022 was certainly, you know, driven by the pandemic, uh, right, as, as consumers did see a strong need for, uh, you know, life, life insurance protection. Um, you know, now with the rece recession uh, fears coming into play, inflation, um, you know, the, the, the battle for wallet share is very much there as consumers need to, you know, pick and choose where to, to spend their money. Um, you know, certainly still very much a need for retirement and, and protection type products. Um, the, the choice does become harder, especially for, you know, more con commodity type products uh, like like term life, um, 
you know, even, even VUL, which was a uh, variable universal life, was a growing product in the marketplace, so albeit off of a smaller base, uh, with the equity markets not, you know, uh, faring very well for the year, we, we saw a drop off in, in that product as well. Do you think more intense economic conditions tend to create a more heated competitive marketplace among insurers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's already a heated marketplace, uh, certainly, and I think for for other certain products, you know, this environment you know r- ramps up that that competition. Um, you know, e- even even more so in the in the low interest rate environment, we saw a lot of new players come into the market, right, and and battling for um, you know being able to take on some some legacy blocks of business or or acquire assets um, in an opportunistic manner, in in, uh, in you know waiting for this rise in interest rates and, and, and reaping that benefit when that occurs. So that competition, you know, is already there and a lot of new players and new new entrants. And, and now, now right, they're, they're competing in, in a different environment where uh, they can offer higher crediting rates and becomes very competitive. Um, but, you know, for now, there's enough to go around, right? There's certainly enough business to go around. There, there, there is very much a, a need in the industry for retirement and protection type products. As, as I said, um, that's not going around. You know, there are that's not going away anytime soon. Uh, there are pockets of, of more intense competitions that, that we see here, here or there. Um, you know, so it, it definitely bears watching. Um, you know, because there, there certainly could be winners and losers. Um, you know, some of those that, that came in uh, in a different environment and, and, and seeing how the markets and cycles change. Uh, we like to see how companies are performing in this new cycle, right? Um, so yeah, it's been been interesting. Uh, you know, last few years, uh, and and uh, you know, I, it'll be continue to be interesting for sure. Well, looking at 2023, what are some of the key metrics, like for example, liquidity? that you think bears close watching? Yeah, there, there are a lot of metrics that we look at, right? Um, you know, some are certainly more important in, in other environments than, other, than others. Um, you know, first and foremost is, is capital, right? I mean, capitalization is, is important. Volatility of capital, we like to see companies that can grow capital organically. Um, the BCAR model is important and, and the RBC models are very important as well to make sure you know, companies have um, capital levels and, and excess capital levels to, uh, you know, to, to, to maintain current policyholders and to be, maintain, you know, growth projections as well. I mentioned ALM and right, ALM is very important uh, in a current environment. I think previously, you know, ALM was still there and looked at and there was reasons for mismatches, right, as, as companies didn't want to lock in on assets in, uh, in a rate environment where, uh, where rates were lower, right? Didn't want to lock in for lower on their investments. But now there's been a, more of a focus on, on getting a tighter match in ALM now that you could get assets that, that better back uh, long-term liabilities. Um, so that's important. Leverage is important as well. Um, you know, right? It, 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 it might not be as much of an incentive to leverage up your balance sheet with rates where they are today. Uh, we saw a lot of opportunistic leveraging up uh, in previous years when rates were low. Uh, you know, you know. Now, if, if a company gets in trouble with uh, with selling too much and, and having you know strain and, and trying to fill a gap on their capitalization with with leverage, you know, they might be paying for it more now with 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 higher rates. Um, and lastly, ERM, right? I, I think it, 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 it's it's important to mention ERM again because that that's the key um, in cycles is making sure 
that a company has a tight ERM um, and, and, and they're looking at different stress test scenarios, different um, areas where, where their risks might be more more uh, honing or, 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 or impacted in the current environment and being able to be well prepared for what happens in the future is important as well. Ed, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Sure, of course. Thank you. That was Ed Kohlberg, a director at AMBEST. For AMBEST TV, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AMBEST TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.